dedicated, obsessed, focused. This is the Masters of Fitness podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Masters of Fitness. Uh, we'll just call this one a CrossFit Games recap, kind of a CrossFit catch-up, CrossFit roundabout recap. We're going to give you all everything you need to know about the CrossFit Games, how it went down this weekend, upcoming CrossFit, uh, the CrossFit Games at the actual uh, ranch, and just talk about CrossFit. We'll give you guys one of our plenty once every two months pure CrossFit uh, episodes. Even though when me and Thad started this all out, even though we big CrossFit guys, we said we wasn't going to do CrossFit-centric stuff. But you got to give us at least one every couple of months to kind of vent on CrossFit. Ain't that right, Thad? Yeah, you got to get it out of your system. <laughs> you never get CrossFit out of your system. We almost did. We was supposed to do the show last night. But, of course, technical difficulties running running behind. Then we start talking about CrossFit. I said, damn, we almost doing a whole show. Talk about mm-hmm. these one other comers on CrossFit, man. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's easy to do. So jumping right into it, man. So what do you think? First off, the code, the new format and how it went. What do you think about that overall? Some people liked it. Some people didn't. I thought it was going to be similar to how the uh, how Rogue did the Iron Games, where they had everything mm-hmm. simulcast. But apparently it wasn't like that, wasn't it? No. <clears throat> no, they, they. I guess they didn't want to spend the money to uh, to televise all that stuff or to to get it all live on Facebook or something that takes a, a, a lot of money to uh, coordinate one of them things like that. <clears throat> so, but I, I don't know, in my opinion for this crazy world, the way everything is and the way um, everything's going, I feel like they, they, they've done uh, what they can do the best they can do with what they have to work with. No, and you're, you're right. Like, if you mirror, and I always, like I said last night, kind of UFC kind of pioneered sports in regards to, like, pushing the envelope when it comes to, like, getting events out there, even though they have the uh, – even though COVID is going on, if you look at how they're doing things, they keep they keep everybody isolated. In yeah. regards to, like, you have two fighters come in, they isolate it. Once that fight's over with, those fighters leave the arena, then two more fighters come into isolation. And that's a new day continue that – they continue that process. So, and it's, and they kind of laid the groundwork and it's kind of what CrossFit did in regards like, Hey, we need, how can we maximize all the people together? We already, the unique thing about CrossFit is we're already used to doing the online format thing because that's how CrossFit became popular. So that's nothing new. Like it wasn't like it was outside the realm of, of normality for the athletes because we're used to doing online. We I mean, we do like it's every comp, every, uh, event is an online qualifier open is yeah. an online qualifier sectional events are online qualifier water palooza the, the games in dubai you know like australians the games the brazilian games all that is all online qualifier so it wasn't nothing outside the realm of what we was used to no so. no and another no. good thing it also it helped benefit the people in australia so they don't have to work out at 2 a.m in the morning as compared to somebody who's working out their normal time it's kind of give everybody keep everybody in their whole comfort zone so yeah yeah no it worked out good <clears throat> and i'm i i don't know i really haven't heard any um uh, any people talking real bad about it you know all the stuff i read and all the people i follow you know everybody seems to be happy with it and it's easy to watch you know, i could go and just watch matthew matt fraser do his walk workout i could watch noah olsen do his workout without mm-hmm seeing people get lost. Because sometimes even when you're watching a full televised CrossFit game, there's certain athletes that you want to root for, but then you don't get to see those athletes because the camera is focused on other people. So now you get yeah. to focus on your particular guy that you're rooting for, and you create more of that uh, personal connection between the athletes that you like. So, Yeah, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I agree 100%. I was kind of hurt my favorite athlete didn't make it through Chandler Smith. Two points. Missed it by two points. But – like we said last night, man, it's a group. It's a young group of up and comers that's gonna be uh that's oh, gonna yeah. be pushing that envelope right now. Some of those old, some of those familiar names that we used to seeing on the, uh like in the next three to four years are no longer gonna be there anymore. That's the thing. It's a good thing. It shows that the sport is continuing oh, to grow. Oh yeah, it's growing. It's evolving. Uh, I mean, look at these guys that are in here right now. Um, <clears throat> other than Fra- Frazier and uh, Olson. The uh, the next three guys down that made it to the games, 
Justin Madero, Samuel Quant, and Jeffrey Adler. I mean, heck, uh, what, Madero's is 21 years old? Quant's 24 years old? And Adler's 26. And that's, the, and that's what scares, like, these guys are doing CrossFit at an earlier age. Like, I always take, oh, yeah. like, you know, I, I joke about my kids and, like, even, even Staten. They see us doing CrossFit. They do CrossFit, so they're used to it. As compared to when we started CrossFit, or like a Rich Froning started CrossFit, or like a Matt Frazier started CrossFit, Will's already stuck in our ways at like 25, 26, 28. Mm-hmm. So we had like our body, so my body was already broken down from years of bad bodybuilding. But just growing into the sport, and you have athletes coming over from football. Like I, when I trained these guys this summer, like these guys were flying through these workouts because they're just natural athletes. So you have more of these yeah. athletes transition over into the sport. That's it's it's exciting to see it. it makes it a lot competitive as compared to we just don't see the games dying out with the age of the athlete. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think you're gonna see that happening, especially now since this other guy has came in and <clears throat> and took in over CrossFit and all the people that he's brought in with him. Um, I, this thing's just gonna go crazy. And it's probably going to be uh, worldwide. The outside the United States is where it's really going to boom. And that's and that's one good thing, I guess. The uh, they did previously is they made the conscious effort to expand it worldwide and not just centric in American centric sport. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, because you like you know we it's it's a global fitness is global fitness is not excluded to just one individual company and CrossFit is one of those rare workouts aware rare types of workouts where you don't need an exorbitant amount of equipment you could literally take anything that weighs something yeah. and do a crossfit workout like you just told me today why you didn't do kettlebell thrusters i was like never <laughs> thought of it but now you that's something you could add to the repertoire so, so yeah, that's pretty i cool. was i was just trying to get you to if you can't do wall balls we're going to get you to do something just like them I was I wasn't doing thrusters. I did Fran. I did a two forty Fran. So I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a break. I deserve a little break from thrusters." Speaking See, of Fran, that's why y'all need a real coach over there at that that gum garage. I don't need. We follow comp train. We don't need no. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need you fussing at me, Thad. We don't need. Me <laughs> but uh, speaking of Fran, so it was funny. The reason I did Fran last week because Josh, our buddy Josh, thought Friendly Fran was going to be a, a, a nice little breeze through workout, which of course, mm-hmm. for Matt Frazier, who did it in like three minutes and what three seconds or whatever like that. Actually, I watched. Uh, him. Was it like three oh three? Three oh eight. Three oh eight. I watched him do yeah. that workout. It was him, Noah Olson, and two other guys competing. And they were going head to head, and Fraze was just like it reminded me of like how Rich Froning used to move through workouts. He was just slow and steady. His thrust was just slow and steady. Breathe that top, take that big breath, jump on the uh, jump on it, knock out twenty one, come down, breathe, mm-hmm. squat, breathe, squat, breathe, squat, breathe. It was just methodical, yeah. and then it seemed like he was moving through it effortlessly the whole workout. Yeah, it looks easy, doesn't it? <laughs> but it, it looks. It looks he makes it look so easy to where you believe you could be like, man, I could do twenty one of those things. Yeah. Unbroken. Then you get you to grab you go ahead and step. grab your barbell loaded up with 115 pounds. Get nice and warmed up. Get your heart rate up. Let it calm down. You know, do it all the right way. Then go into it. I want to see how many thrusters you do. I could do the first set. I'll maybe could do twenty one and twenty one, but after that I'm done. I mean that's a lot of that's a lot of thrusters to do, but just to able well, to you throw the chest to bars on top of it, you know. Oh yeah, I forgot I mean, it was chest to bars. A, it wasn't regular pull up. Huh? Yeah, that's a lot of energy. So with just the fact, and even the guys who still was in that four mini range, let's say an average person does friend in about let's say about four. It's about it's about a four to six minute workout, seven minutes yeah. max. Yeah. If you that's mm-hmm. I'm talking about if you plan on going at RX, but then after you go, if you get anything longer than that, you should drop down the weight, in my opinion. Right. Let's just say we work through Fran, finish about seven minutes on and like a four minute mark or whatever. That was mm-hmm. that was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. They were all like the top I'm looking at it, the top fourteen people, uh big majority of them were under four seconds, so right at four seconds. What was what was then four seconds of each other? Um well, I know I meant four minutes. Four minutes, okay, four minutes. Yeah, 
And that's yeah. and you got to think about that's doing because I was thinking about the workout. You almost have to do everything. You almost have to do at least the chest of bar unbroken if you want to have a really good time. Oh yeah, for sure. And only breaking up, only breaking up the thrusters maybe once. once. That's like dropping it, picking it up, and going once, mm-hmm. like once on the last two sets. The first set has to be unbroken at least. So. Yep. But maybe I'll give that workout a try. I saw Dan Bailey and Rich uh and Rich Fronin did it, did the workout together. I forgot what their time was, but on I think it's on Rich Fronin's page. They both did the uh open workout. So did they? I didn't see and that. Dan Bailey actually Dan Bailey actually broke up his uh wall ball. He broke up his thrusters on the first set. Really? So it was a quick it was a quick breakup, you know, like drop it, pick it up. It wasn't like mm-hmm. we do when we break sometime. You drop, take about <laughs> ten second breaks, walk around, wipe the sweat off your face, and then get back uh-huh. to moving again. So yeah. Friendly friend, it looked easy, it looked deceptive, but it probably was a very it was a very Shoot. tough workout. Heck yeah. So after that, Friday they did friendly Fran and then they went into the uh one rep max front squat. <sighs> What was the top four ninety five? What's the what's the uh, four hundred and ninety pounds? Four hundred and ninety pound front squat. Yep, that's pretty. Just to compare that, what was his? What was the? You have that guy's friend, his friendly friend time. Uh, well, yeah, his friendly. He was not. He was in ninth place on friendly friend with a, a four oh seven, and then he did a, a four hundred and ninety pound one rep max front squat. His <sighs> name is is Griffin Roll. R O E L L. And that's and, and it just goes to show you the better he's age, he's twenty eight years old, five foot ten, two oh five. And uh I had somebody was telling me today at the gym that if you go look at his uh Instagram page that this guy throws around some major weight on a regular basis. It's like he was he was um cycling a 360 something pound barbell the other day on his instagram man that's and man it is and people so i remember the, the myth with crossfit is that if you do crossfit you lose your gains <laughs> oh man you can't get strong doing crossfit you can't do this doing that but these guys the capacity that they have to actually move the way you do and actually the strength that you gain mm-hmm. from doing, and I think, and we even if even if you take the elite athletes out of it, if you just take the average guys like us doing CrossFit, like just the average guy, average Joe at the gym, like a guys are moving maybe like we'll say a two fifty back squat, and still able to run about an eight to nine minute mile, even a sub ten minute mile with that back squat. That's a pretty that's some pretty good numbers to uh that's some pretty good numbers to have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was that guy? Um, I can't remember his name. He ran. Uh, golly, what was the deal? He's back squatted. A, a, sub, a, sub, a sub five sub minute, se- sub five minute mile and a, a 500 like pound back squat. Mm-hmm. As you know how hard it is to run a five sub five. Minute. I ran a <laughs> 546 six years ago and almost my heart almost died. I would never do. I would never do that. I would rather run a 10k than run that fast again in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I just try running that. Running that. What the world record marathon pace was a four, uh, four eighteen or four something uh, like yeah. four yeah, minute mile crazy. pace for twenty six miles. <clears throat> that's crazy. That's crazy retarded. So then so, they did. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so when did they do the handstand? The the uh, max handstand hold. The guys don't seem like they. The guys oh. didn't do as good as the ladies did on that handstand hold. Yeah, the handstand hold was on Saturday. Oh, okay. That was the second to the last event on Saturday. So everything was good and wore out. Then they had to hold, go into holding a handstand. Yeah. So the Speaking handstand of- hold, um, <clears throat> let me see. The handstand hold. First place was Noah Olson. Hmm. Second place was Frazier. No surprise. And third place was uh that's that Samuel Quant guy that that finished I'm fourth. I'm gonna do some. Uh, I'm gonna go check out his uh his Instagram and see more about that guy. He's mm-hmm. uh, and you say he's the one that's 21. Yeah. No Quant, he's 24. 24. Yeah, that's that's old enough to be my kid. That. But uh, all those guys, they uh they held a freestanding handstand for oh right at a minute and a half. That's pretty good. 
yeah. in regards to if you think about as compared to the ladies who did, I think Catherine did in like two minutes and like nine, oh, two minutes yeah. and 50 some seconds. But you got to think it's the, the muscle mass that those guys carrying just in the shoulders, how much energy that takes to hold that handstand for that long and then be able to still do that heavy front squat. So backtracking a little bit, let's talk about the domination on the lady side by Miss Tia Clara Toomey. Yeah. You think anybody's beating her, honestly? No, not this year. <laughs> not this year. <laughs> it's, it's, there's no way. It's not going to happen. What, what, what do you think it would take? Because, I mean, what do you think it would take for somebody to beat her? You think Haley Adams would be the next just is like as she mature, just up and coming, get her strength up? Yeah, you know, because she's only like 19 years old or something like that. Yeah. And that's yeah, what she's 19. Tell me, like, what she did that 275 clean and jerk at the Iron Games, that was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, unbelievable to do that, to do that much weight and then have the, then have the capacity to compete at a high level in regards to endurance type workouts. Shoot. She back, she uh, front squatted uh, 313 pounds. <laughs> And you know what's crazy about it is is uh what she's five foot four, one hundred and twenty eight pounds. Dang, five four, one hundred twenty eight pounds, and she front squatted three thirteen. That's crazy, but <laughs> I watch her. Do you watch her YouTube page? She yeah, has a, a bit. She has a very in. I like I like the way she approaches her YouTube page. She's a very you know. I'm not saying I don't. I can't speak for every athlete because I don't follow everyone, but she's a very humble like athlete. You know, like she lives. I don't want to say she lives a regular life, but you know, they do normal things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of like with uh, Christy Aramo. Yeah. I like her. Did she compete? Was she wanted? Did she compete this in the? Uh, was she yeah. in the CrossFit Games? Okay. Mm-hmm. She also is another good. Those two, Toomey and Aramo, are really good uh, pages to follow in regards. They're really open about how they train and what they do. So it's not really a secret. You know, in the day, it's not a secret what they're doing. It's just if you follow those guys and look at how they train and just putting in the work day in and day out, and it's a method to the madness. So let me see. She she got married. I thought she was on here. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Her last name changed. So, but yeah, women on the women's side, I don't think, like you said, I don't think too many people are gonna be, uh, gonna be, gonna get close to Tia. It's, like you said, it's different though. Catherine, she's always up there. Like, I think she's gonna be like, I think Annie Annie Thor's daughter used to be my favorite CrossFit athlete because she was just a career CrossFit. She just loved CrossFit. Every time she did a workout, she had a huge smile on the face. Mm-hmm. And Catherine, well, she won two, two, uh. She went back to back two years. Right. Yeah, she won two. <clears throat> she won two. And she's really good. But Tia just hit that once Tia found that she could hit that next drive and knew because remember she finished second and nobody gave her like the uh like she wasn't that hyped up as an athlete. Like she came out of nowhere and got mm-hmm. second, what, two years in a row? And then she ended up winning every year after that since then. And once she got that edge to know that she could win, it hadn't been close. And plus, she's down there at the, uh, she's down there at the, down there with old, with Fronin and, and CrossFit Mayhem and Cooksville, mm-hmm. Cooksville, Tennessee, just where they breed at the CrossFit yeah. athletes. I need to go yeah. train over there. <clears throat> Shoot. <clears throat> I just want to go have them send me some water from the faucet over there. <laughs> just drink. <laughs> just, do they lose at anything at CrossFit Mayhem? I, I watched know. those guys. They did. They all got together and did a, uh, they did like a triathlon or whatever. But they did. I mean, they just do random stuff. I don't say they do random stuff like that, but they just like all woke up together at the gym and did like a competitive triathlon and they bike through the mountains and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. another plus about CrossFit, it's all about being creative and having fun. It ain't about yeah, sitting in the no fence to bodybuilding. I don't want to offend any uh, bodybuilding because that acts that actually has a place in the fitness world and a lot of CrossFit guys do <laughs> bodybuilding. A lot of CrossFit guys do bodybuilding for their accessory work to help develop muscles as well. But it just goes to show, you know, get out of that boring atmosphere, of just going to a gym and getting outside and being active and doing stuff. So yeah, that's what I, that's the one thing I did miss about 
the CrossFit games not being online, well, the CrossFit games being online and not being live is the those events like the bike race and like the uh, that time they did that supposed that cyclo course or whatever would have to right, carry the, the, cyclo, the, the cyclocross. Cyclocross, the cyclocross, mm-hmm. and one year they did like the bike race on actual road bikes and the old course race and the run swim one. Those are always interesting to watch. So, because you remember different. the guy that won that cyclocross race, right? What about no? Who won it? <laughs> that guy, um, I can't remember his name. He got busted for the SARS using the uh, oh, Ricky Gerard. Yeah, 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 Gerard. Then his brother got busted too. <laughs> then if you actually, if you was actually watching the uh. The actual games on Netflix, his brother handed him a bottle of stuff on camera. How stupid is that? <laughs> Look, old Josh Morales showed up. Speaking of Josh, he didn't like how the CrossFit games was televised. But Josh is a newbie to CrossFit, so yeah, we'll let yeah. him know. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just a confused little fella. <laughs> he's a, <laughs> a good kid. Josh Josh been putting in work, so he's getting ready oh, yeah. for the North Beast games. He actually said he wants to wear uh he wants to wear a a, a Masters of Fitness T-shirt while he's competing. So oh yeah, we'll probably hook him, him up with that, huh? Told him that that that'll make him do a workout to accommodate him to see if he's worthy of the uh worthy of the the name. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but yeah. So that's the only I would say that's the only downfall about about it being online is that I just miss the competitiveness of. Everybody being together, walking through the tunnels, looking at them backstage, just watching all the different athletes interact. Because actually, once they move over, it's going to just be five on five at the ranch, right? Yep. Which is going to be it's going to be different. I don't think you could be. I don't think you could be as creative with the workouts with just five people. I don't know. I I think it's probably going to be. Um, this is probably going to be pretty memorable. What's what's going to go? You on. Think? I'd be I'd be willing to bet you. Yeah. <laughs> But it's because it's gonna be it's gonna be cut it's gonna be cutthroat. You have no you don't have forty people to hide behind. It's only like it's only you against these five people. Like you either gonna you either gonna show up. He's not gonna have those guys that be like, oh, I did, oh, I did bad in the uh in the first event. Oh, my side is hurting. Oh, my ankle twisted a little bit. Because mm-hmm. every time you even sanctional those guys that make it to sanctions, they're supposed to be those top level athletes. And then you look at them from the leaderboard, and they already bowed out of the games because of an injury. Like, man, what is this? You did all this to come there and say you hurt yourself a little bit, so you're not going to compete. Mm-hmm. It's like that one guy. I forgot. He was from Eastern European or maybe from – I forgot. He used to always compete in the Opens, and he would always do good. And then they wanted – everybody was waiting on him to do a sanctional. He did a sanctional event, and he did horrible. Like, he, yeah. he wasn't even – like, he – because they knew, I don't want to say they knew it was phony, but they just knew he was gaming things. Oh, yeah, that's that old boy. Um, ah, Lee, man. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, but he would always blow through those. He would kill. He would, like, put astronomical numbers. He had. He the one who did those funny uh, funny burpees. It was like a kipping burpee type or whatever. Right. Um, the uh, started with the TH. <laughs> But anyway, they, they he pretty much bit the dust at the road games last year. Yeah, the road it was the road games, and everybody was like, "Wait, I was like, they I don't want to say they wanted him to fail, but they wanted to see what he really was about." Right, you and then you saw the next thing that came at him was a drug test, and he failed oh. that too. Oh yeah, well there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you so, doing? Yeah. so he did fail a drug test. Yes. Yeah. Yep. and then uh like on his instagram page he more or less put it out there that he didn't give he didn't give a crap what anybody else thought oh yes i remember armin hammer did or he when he posted armin hammer did the show about him and went to his page and he was acting like a real douche Mm -hmm. like i don't care what you guys think uh you know i don't care about any of this blah 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 i don't what those type of guys give CrossFit the bat. Now, CrossFit is a very good community. You have jerks like that who act like the typical tool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and he, just, he, just he got what he had man. coming to him. I, I promise you that. And everybody in the whole CrossFit world knew exactly what he, what he was doing. And what so, he was about. Right, yeah. It, wasn't, it was just a matter of time before they nailed him. I said, go, Josh, no this uh, 
Josh says, uh, why, why top five and not the top ten to go to the games? I think uh, they went with just the top five. It's just purely um, uh, logistical reasons. I'm pretty sure you know they the ranch out there it's pretty it's um it's not a, it's not close to anything you know they don't have any amenities out there so they were saying you know the, whatever whatever they need to eat or whatever they need to however they need to take care of themselves for the whole day or for the whole competition they got to carry all this stuff in with them mm. this is a ranch ranch it's not like it's in a, near a big city so I remember even when they went did the the uh they had to fly then they caught a bus up to the ranch when they did those two events a couple of years yeah. ago at the ranch mm -hmm. right yeah and it was a good so, little bit you had to travel <clears throat> I'd be willing to bet you why that's why it's only five five men and five women that makes sense logistics mm -hmm. you, I think even if you get more than that like up to ten then you start getting into just like issues of where people are going to stay providing food and just like that so. Yeah, don't worry, so Josh. He it's says still, it's still he gonna wants be to know who's gonna. Uh, he wants to know who's gonna push Tia. Uh, Haley, yeah, uh, Haley might give a. Ain't nobody pushing Tia, Josh. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not I, like I you said. Not this year. I don't see it happening. Um, how old is Tia? Tia, she's like 26. Really, she's only 26. Yeah. 26. Oh yeah, well, she she has at least I would say at least four more years of dominance. And that'd oh, give, yeah. I think the only thing, unless she, unless she makes the, like Rich Froning did, she makes that conscious decision, like, hey, I want to, not saying, not saying, if you start a family, you have to stop doing CrossFit, but you have to, like, different folk, different objectives in life start, you know, you start turning one in different things. She might get mm -hmm. into, like, the whole gym, owning the gym, <laughs> family, and that might actually, once you start doing that, it takes your mind out of training because being that high of an athlete, it takes a lot of effort. I remember Matt Frazier said when he wakes up, only thing he has to worry about is training. He has somebody cooking his food, paying yeah. his bills, doing everything he needs. So all he has to do is just go out and train every day. Yeah. And the minute you have a, I'm not saying children takes away from it and you can't still compete at that level with kids, but. Like, do you want to really take away from your family like that to put that much work into it, to be that I, level, that high level? You know, I'd be willing to bet you that this is probably going to be the last year that um, Frazier's the champ. You think so? I don't know. I'm just making I'm just making a prediction because, you know, this will be what his fifth one. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's five years of being on top. I'm I'm sure he's getting he's probably ha has to be getting a little tired. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, or or you know, it, it's always something. You know, it's go here, do you know, go go there, do this, do that. I don't know. To me, and then staying in that 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 level of um, of excellence, basically, you know, is it just is. hard to do. It's hard to maintain that all the time. And the thing, like you said, it's kind of like I equate it to any other sport that someone plays, especially the way now how CrossFit is is structured now. And they still like you have these sanctions. So it's almost like a season you go into It's like, how much are you willing to put? How much damage are you willing to put your body through to stay at that level? Because, I mean, you put in your like it's like any other sport that you go through when you train and you compete, you're prone to more injuries because you're using your body more. So when you right. try to maximize your body, it's at its point of like peak performance every day. You get tired of that. Mentally, you get drained. The human mind only has so much willpower to take, you know, that's, all that type of stuff. Even profess professional know. athletes, they get tired. They're like, you know what? I'm good. Then we don't understand, man, you're quitting at the top of your game. Like, man, I've been doing this my whole life. I want to do, I want to do something else. I want to focus. And it's not always, people always put it like to, the money. Oh, he's making good money. He's doing that. But it's not always about money all the time. No. no. And we get selfish when we watch these athletes compete and expect them to just like we expected Fronin to just dominate forever. Mm -hmm. And when he walked away, he was like, man, I'm tired. I just want to do my thing, raise my family, work out and be competitive in the team. And he's happy with it. And like when they try, they still try to push him back. It's an individual who's like, no, nah, I'm good. Nah, nah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not worried about it. He's like, it's Frazier's turn. He has that. I'm good. Yeah, so. it's not it's not important to him anymore. 
No. And like even even thinking about the older guys, like the Neil Maddoxes, the Annie Thor's daughters, the Ben Smiths, like these guys who who've literally like Ben Smith, he's been to the games every almost every year since he was 17 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot on your body. Like you said, injuries start to catch up, like the back surgery here. And back surgery is pretty it's not it's not a joke when you have to deal into any type of back surgery. I don't think you ever could be the same after having a back surgery. No, no. <clears throat> and Annie, didn't she have a back surgery, right? And she, I mean, she's still highly competitive, but she wasn't the same as she was before she had her back surgery. Well, you know, uh, we're sitting here talking about all these surgeries and all this, this and that. And, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people look at CrossFit and uh, that's what they see. Because they see, that's all they see is this, these big people where, you know, normal people like us, uh, sure, you get some little aches and pains here and there, but we're not going to, or you shouldn't anyway, push yourself to the point to where you're training so hard to where you're blowing your back out and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, I want to, I want to stress that to everybody. (laughs) Oh, yeah, exactly. Just because we're talking about these games, people, you know, it's. You know, it's not that way with everybody. I had to learn the hard way. You don't go into CrossFit every day trying to win every workout. Mm-hmm. Like some days your body is just not feeling it. You want to go in and just go through the motions, get a good workout in, get a good sweat and go home. And your body will, your body will appreciate that. Like we talked about on the podcast, a couple of podcasts ago with, uh, with Andy is the fact that you work out, you work out smarter to work out harder. Not just trying to go out and work out hard and kill yourself every day. So, like yeah. I said, I've been—I don't want to say I've been lax for the past couple of weeks, but I've been kind of taking it easy, and it realized it hadn't hurt me that much at all. As much as you think, you don't have to go hard every day to stay competitive. No, <clears throat> no, I'm a—I'm getting to be a, a firm believer in that. Yeah. So here, here's Arabo right here. I finally found her. She was in. Oh, okay. She she finished in ninth. And ninth, man, she I like her, man. She's really, she's really, she's real like she gets excited about CrossFit. If you ever get to check out some of her stuff on her YouTube page, man, it's real, like I said, her and Tia, they are all, and even even uh Catherine are very open. Like nothing, no nothing we do in CrossFit is a secret. First off, the workouts are for free. Mm-hmm. You go to Comp Train, you get a free workout every day. Misfit, they make you pay for their stuff now. I don't know why I hadn't been on. I hadn't been on the page ever since they started. No, no, no offense against Misfit and what they do and they provide, but for me, it goes away from the idea of providing a free workout for everybody to just enjoy in the community. Like Ben Bergeron, he gets it. Give you the free workout, and if you want a little bit more instruction and more, hey, you just pay a little bit more for like the extra details. Yeah. CrossFit.com, you can log on CrossFit. Got crossfit.com and get a free workout every day yep. so like i say even frazier frazier he shows his workouts he shows what he does the things he go through his weight training so all these so i implore you guys to check out some of these high quality athletes and just kind of see the work they put into because we always look at them on tv and be like oh they must be taking this they must be taking that because we realize we're putting that excuse on them and putting it in our head because we don't want to work as hard as they doing to get to where they're at. So we have, we want to make ourselves believe that they're cheating to get to where they're at. It's like, nah, these guys just put in like, like I think Tia and Frazier, they wake, these guys are waking up at five o'clock to do a cardio session, then do a weight training session, go eat, take a nap, go back to the gym, do watts, work on accessory work, and then end with something else and go home and eat dinner, wake up and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Well, us average people, if we do one strength training and one wad in a day, we think we didn't kill it. <laughs> no, so I'm just saying it's a, it's a lot of work and a lot of volume they get to. Yeah. So I remember I thought yeah, I I remember I had dreams of competing as a. Speaking of the games, I hate they took out. Even though I know they had to, I hate they took out the masters division. That was well, just my, for the, uh, just for this year. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Just for this year, even. I wish they would bring back the way they did it with regional style as masters because they kind of, kind of took all the air out of my out of my out of my wings. Yeah, well, they had these guys all got together and put to put on a a, a masters competition, the Masters Fitness Collective, I think's what it was called. Oh, okay, that's cool. But yeah, that, so everybody that that uh, qualified to go to the games competed in this competition. If you want, okay. if you wanted to. 
So it's pretty cool. cool. It's a pretty big event, man. It was big. It was a big deal. Because that's cool. Like, even seeing those massive guys, like those guys who compete in the 55 and plus, man, those guys are jacked. They get after oh, yeah. it. You can't tell them that they're not competing just as hard as Frazier is competing. So. Oh, yeah. Big time. It's incredible how good a shape them guys are in. Yeah, so it was a fun game. I thought I wish they would have did it like the Iron Games did it, but I understand why they changed it because of the uh, logistics of it and just people being in different regions. You want you to make sure everyone had the maximum opportunity to put their best foot forward instead of just people in Australia trying to do it at 2 a.m. compared to somebody in New York doing it at 9 o'clock at night. You know, everybody yeah. kind of do it on a fair game and get your stuff in. So, mm -hmm. So <clears throat> when do they uh when is the um the when do they meet next for the finals? I think it's in October. First week in uh first week in October. Is it? Let's see. Yeah, but it's gonna be fun. I mean if you think about, so who do you think is going to win it? Well, I mean, who's your, who's your pick? You'd be stupid to say anything, anybody else other than Tia and Matt. Oh, well, that's, you know? So that's that's the easy thing to say. Let's All give right. a, let's throw some wild cards out there. You think one of these new guys, uh, Noah Olsen, could push uh, could push Matt Frazier? Yeah, at least I make think, him kind of make him feel, make him uncomfortable. Yeah, I think on the men's side that. Uh, Olsen probably has the best chance at upsetting. And on the women's side, <clears throat> man, <laughs> got to pick a wild card. You can't go with the uh, can't go with the easy person. Yeah, I'm Think thinking only, the, the only person it's either going to be Brooke or Haley, one of the two, because they're the only ones that can hang with her on the uh, strength portions of stuff. Brooke, Brooke always, I, I love Brooke. She's a very good athlete, but she always lets me down at the actual CrossFit competitions. It seems like yeah. she never like hits. And maybe you're right. Maybe this is the time where she kind of was just like five on five. We used to like five people again. It's not the whole swarm of everybody competing against each other. Maybe she could just lock in and just kill some workouts. So shoot, you look at, uh, at, um, Brooke Wells is this the workout she did this weekend. She didn't finish. Uh, she finished one workout, the one rep max front squat. She finished it in tenth place. But other than that, her lowest uh, finish for the rest of the events was uh, her highest finish was eighth. Like I said, she she's in no the top taller. ten of everything. But she always does good in the opens. Like the open, she always does good. Like I said, I think if she locks in, she could push Tia because she's just as strong as Tia is. Brooke Wells has always been a strong athlete. Mm -hmm. She's a strong athlete. She trains with uh don't she train with Catherine and uh isn't she on the comp train as well? Yeah, yeah. So she trains as a comp train, which means she has that elite level training where you have what Ben I know he doesn't focus on just the training, but he also focuses on the mindset and understanding yeah. what you need to do to get there and how to be strategic. Uh, I don't want I'm about to screw that whole word up. Strategic, <laughs> how to be strategic about the event. So maybe with the five on with just the five people competing, she's able to lock in and focus and not get distracted by because it's, it, it's easy to get distracted after one bad workout, 20 people. We have a longer ladder to climb, and so now it's just only five spots. You can recover from a bad workout and get right back into it if you be, because those times are going to be very close together. So mm -hmm. I think she could. Yes, sir, that's a good one, Catherine. I don't know about Catherine. Catherine's Catherine, It's going. It's going to be fun. It's tough to call on the women's side. T is my favorite athlete, but I would like to. Is after a while, you like to see, you like to root for the underdog, just for the competitive thing, just to somebody to come from behind and push the leader a little bit to make them better. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch. I, I really feel like it's going to be a, it's going to be a memorable one. So you call in. How are they going to? Do you know how they're going to do the uh, programming? Is it going to be streamed? 
Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, this 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 final will be streamed. I'm about positive of that. So yeah, so I'm calling it. I'll say if I had to pick a wild card, I'll say Noah Olson, and I'm gonna give it. Maybe no, I'll give it to Brooke Wells. We even though we know Matt Frazier and T are gonna probably run away with it, hands down. No, no, <laughs> no, not for none of the other athletes. It's just. It's like Jordan and LeBron in a prom. It's just like they have another gear that they know how to reach, another like pain level they know how to get to to just get through the workouts and complete. Like I said, once Tia got over that mental hurdle of knowing like she could do this and she's like locked in, she's been like killer. I remember she told oh, yeah. the story about when she lifted two, uh, 275, that 275 cleaning jerk. She didn't know what she was supposed to do. The judges couldn't confirm if she was supposed to lift it or not. She was just like, screw it, throw it on there. She just threw it on there and she just did it. Being able to yeah. lock in and just get the work done. She actually pointed in the cameras that intensity. Like, okay, I'm about to go do some cleaning jerks myself. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> I don't know this off subject, but if you ever, I'm going to send you a link. If you ever want to watch something that's interesting, it was a, a Olympic lifting coach from Notre Dame. She breaks down all the cleaning jerks, every cleaning jerk from the 2019 CrossFit Games. And she like breaks down the technique, breaks down a form. It's pretty interesting when she goes through it. So cool. It's a pretty good event. So what else you got on the CrossFit Games, Dad? I think we Man, that's we about it all, it. man. We'll come back and revisit this. And uh, so that's that. That officially is on record as saying Brooke Wells is going to win the female side <laughs> of the CrossFit game. So when we come back and revisit this in October, Brooke Wells, if you're listening to it, that has your back. And remember, you're yeah. always welcome on the show. So, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um, <clears throat> man, as far as those guys, uh, man, I'd like to see that Justin Madero's kid make some waves. It's, I just hope the stage ain't too big for him. Like it's yeah. it's one thing it's it's one thing to compete at home by yourself in your gym, but it's another thing to get there with veteran CrossFit athletes, Matt Frazier and Noah Olson, and like just knowing what to do, knowing how to move through workouts, knowing when to push it, knowing when to hit that next gear, and just knowing how to compete. It's a whole nother like you like you just see Frono when he'll do it back in the day. He just knew like I'm gonna go at my pace. And I'm gonna force you. If you're gonna go out strong, you're gonna go out. You get you. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna force you to keep that pace because I'm not gonna change yeah. the pace that I'm going at. I'm gonna stay where I'm at. So <clears throat> well, this guy won. Uh, Justin Madero's. He won the uh, filthy 150 last year. Okay. Man, but it's different so. when those lights and cameras are on you. That is, it's a whole another ball game. That's a big it's competition. A That's a sectional. He won. No man, I'm not. I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. So you saying he's gonna win it, or you saying he's gonna make a push? No, I just like to see him make some waves. Make some waves. Some you like some new blood. That's it's good to have mm -hmm. the new blood come into it and and compete and have fun with it. So these new new names, you know, oh, it'd be cool if CrossFit had jerseys. Yeah, you bought like CrossFit Games athlete jersey or whatever. Are they still they still in that exclusive deal with Reebok? Huh? Or can they not? Uh, can they wear Nikes and no bulls to the game? I thought last year was the last year. Maybe this year is the last year for it. I think okay. it is. I know one thing, everybody that's that got to do this competition this weekend, they got one heck of a of a uh package from Reebok. Oh really? Oh, shorts and shoes. We got, got about uh three pairs of shoes, three or four pairs of shoes and all kinds of shorts and shirts and all kinds of stuff. And one thing <laughs> I hate about it, I love I love Reebok by the fact that they take a shot on these type of sports. Like on UFC, on like the CrossFit, like they came in head first and was like, hey, we're going to back you. And, they, and now you see like the Nikes and all these other sports come in and being like, oh, you know, like the Nike is like the New York Yankees of uh, of merchandising. It's like they let the small, I want to say Reebok, it's not like Reebok are smaller, but they let Reebok kind of fill it through, make them successful. And once mm -hmm. it's successful, Nike comes in and throws a shit ton of money on and it just takes it. You know what I'm saying? Which is not fair. Yeah. And Reebok and Reebok kind of owes is owed their respect by helping CrossFit reach the levels that is at by grabbing onto it when it was just when it looked like you was working out in coach shoes. Those shoes were yeah. horrible. The first pattern. <laughs> I ain't know was no one. They call them classic now, but there's nowhere around the fact that those were some ugly, <laughs> ugly, ugly shoes. 
might I add. So, yeah. But I tell you what, you can't wear them out. No, man, you Every- can't. I, I still, all the reason I don't have my ones is because I ran a, uh, I ran a Spartan race in them, and I threw them muddy in the back of my truck, and the mud turned into concrete, and I just threw them in the truck. <laughs> but I still got my Nano 2. I still got my uh, Nano 2s and those things. They don't look like new, but they still feel and function as if it's a new shoe. It's a very oh, yeah. high-quality shoe. Yeah, I have some 2s I wear around all the time. Hmm. It's not like we don't so, have to add um, a shoe review to our uh, repertoire. Yeah. So, look, we've talked about the um, – <clears throat> The people who we thought might win it, you know, are we, who we know, who probably we know is going to win it. And if there's any sleepers out here. So what about these people that we feel like is kind of washed up now? Oh, man, I don't like, I don't like to call them washed up. <laughs> That's so, it's so wrong to say. I don't want to say washed up, but like the guys who just kind of, just kind of chugging along like this, the. Uh, Let's yeah. rephrase washed up for the guys who are still competing at high level, but just ages. Honestly, age is just catching up with them. It's not, you cannot fight for the time. No matter what you do, you can't fight it. No, and I'm, hopefully we'll see the end of um, uh, Brent Fitkowski uh, oh, <laughs> with all his whining and crying. I'm sure he's going to have a bunch of excuses for this here, but, I mean, the point is everybody is on the same playing field Everybody's doing the same workouts. Everybody's doing them in the comfort of their own gyms, more than likely. And uh, <clears throat> look who look who number one is. You know, yep. I mean, it's proven the fittest people are going to win, no matter not, what. It is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't like these. And he's yeah, he. I remember he used to always complain about tall athletes doesn't don't perform well in. Uh, don't perform well in online workouts. They're not, they're not catered for the taller athlete. It's catered for the smaller guy. Like, man, just suck it up and do the workout. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like you said, I don't know the guy. I never met him before, but I don't like the excuses and the complaining after you don't win something. You know what I'm saying? Just get out there and compete. Get out there and do what you do. Like, yeah, we understand you work. We understand you do this. Like, shoot, Chandler Smith, this guy is a full-time He's a full-time military guy who has one thing. He still manages to not complain, manages to get out there and compete. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just get out there and do the work. Like, you don't need to make no excuses. So yeah, some of these guys don't have the best equipment in the world. Like, this guy has access to a lot of equipment to do what he needs to do to get to where he's at. It's just, maybe it's just not you. Maybe it's just, maybe you're just not. Yeah. Elite. So. so that's what I was telling you last night. I feel like we're fixing to see the changing of the guard in CrossFit, you know. Just like it's just like NASCAR or anything like that. You got all these drivers in there now that are like, you know, they're little kids almost. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they're the up and coming guys, you know, and it's just the old guys retire, the new guys come in and you can't, you can't you know, tell CrossFit. me Jeff Gordon is not the greatest NASCAR driver of all time. He will be he's the greatest to me. Jeff Gordon. Gordon? So, Gordon no. is the greatest to me. I know you don't like Gordon because he's from California. He's not a <laughs> he's not a Southern NASCAR. Look, man, when I was a kid, I know we're getting off subject. When I was a kid, I don't know if you remember the cartoon Speed Racer, Go Speed Racer Go. I remember oh, they, yeah. ESPN played off of that and they used that to promote Jeff Gordon. And I thought <laughs> Jeff Gordon was speed racing. I was just I would literally sit and watch NASCAR every Sunday and I would root for Jeff Gordon because he was cool. He was like you say, he was the young up and comer now. Yeah. And like you said, that phasing out. Now he's retired in the booth, and now you have these younger guys coming up. These younger guys are coming mm-hmm. into the sports. It's even even with basketball. You look at LeBron James, he's 30, he's like 36, 36 years old now. Remember, he was a kid, but now you have like these younger guys just coming in and competing and it's hard. To see that even in CrossFit is like you see the changing of the guard to like the Neil Maddoxes, the Rich Fronings, the Annie Thor's daughters, like the Sam Bridges, all these athletes we used to just always being up there, always competing, always rooting for them. They just not they're they're not high level athletes, just like the younger athletes coming in and they're just like hungry. And then and I wanna I wanna say it's their fault because they made CrossFit so cool to where these younger guys are coming in at such a young age and dominating it. Like Tiger Woods in golf. 
like everybody says, Tiger Woods can't compete. No, it's a fact because Tiger Woods bred this whole generation of the golf athlete, the guys that yeah. want to, that is cool to lift weights. It's cool to drive the ball 300 yards. He created all these athletes and now they caught up to him. So what can he do? Like, it's, you just got to pass the torch and move on to the, uh, and don't be grumpy about it and then let the new <laughs> guy shine. So, yep, that's it. You got to move on. It's time rolls on. But it's gonna be fun. Dad, we're not moving you out the way. You still young. You still a young buck in my and all uh, in all the hearts and the. Even though me and Nick like to call you the grumpy cat, but you still mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not gonna push you out the way yet. So yeah, no, not yet. All right, man. So I think we up up on the clock here. Anything else you wanna? Uh, anything? Any other tidbits you wanna add about the games coming up? No, I'm just excited to see um, how it all plays out. Yeah, me too, man. It's it's good. It's like you say, coming up in October, watching these five guys compete is gonna be five girls, five guys throw down, no excuses, uh, nobody to get in the way. It's just best of the best. Like it's yeah. no like you have no room for error. No room for error. Just get out there and compete. So I tell you what I am excited about is that the open when the op- it's time for the open to roll around, it's gonna be back in February like it like it used to be. So it's going back to February, man. Mm-hmm. That is, I, man, it, October was kind of it threw me off. I didn't because they had the yeah. two opens. I don't want to get into that diatribe of the open, but they had two opens back to back, and this kind of threw me off for that year. And I hadn't been right. I hadn't been dedicated to the open since. But yep. now since it's going back to February, you actually could go into because it's hard to get into workout mode during the holiday season. I mean, I'm trying to eat fattened foods. So normally I kick it back in January and get rolling again. So that's cool. I'm glad to see the open is back. And you like to see season start at the beginning of the year, not at the end of the year. So Right. Exactly. That's good. That's good. All right. All right uh, oh, yeah. And, and just a couple of announcements. You know, we got a lot of a lot of fun and exciting things coming up. We're going to have a show here on Sunday at 730. We have a guy, a professional I know we, I don't want to say we talked about bodybuilding, but we have a guy named Stephen Ray who's going to be on, who's going to give us kind of a detailed look into the mindset of bodybuilding, yeah. how much work you got into it, how hard it is, and just kind of give everybody insight to the diet and what it takes to uh, to kind of live in that world. But like I say, there's many different, we might joke about bodybuilding and all these other things. We're CrossFit guys, but we also know that you're going to, you have to do what you like to do. If bodybuilding's your thing, do it, enjoy it, and then you know, what I'm saying make it fun. But you could also find this episode on YouTube. We're gonna upload it to Apple Podcasts. Follow us at MOF underscore podcast. Uh, follow Thad at King Thad. Like I said, I always thought that's the coolest built-in name that he has. Follow me at EJ underscore Doyle at uh on Instagram. And with that being said, we're going to get out of here. Any last words, Thad? Uh, nope. We'll see y'all in a week, in one week. See you in a week. Exactly a week. Well, a little bit less than a week, in six days. So download yeah. the show, yeah. like, share, subscribe. Even if you don't listen, a wise man once said, just download. Just download right. and give us those five stars. Download, give us those five stars, and don't even f- and forget about us. Just keep downloading. All right, until next time. Cue the cool drop. Drop, drop, drop.